Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. There we are. It is the most joyful time of the year because we celebrate what Brooke just read to us, these eight beautiful verses in the Gospel of Matthew that talk about this child, Jesus, the Messiah has come. The King is here. I'm so glad to be together to celebrate Christmas Eve. Eve, it's a tradition at Cypress Creek Church. We like to be first at everything. So we celebrate Christmas first at Eve, Eve. So if you hear of another Eve, Eve, we might have to go to Eve, Eve, Eve. You know what I mean? So uh, happy, Merry Christmas, Eve, Eve. Kids, there's a lot of us in the room. So kids, I have a question for you. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? When I count of three, I want you to yell it loud and proud. You're at church. I want, I want you to scream it out loud. Here we go. Favorite thing about Christmas on three, kids. One, two, three. Yeah! Think I heard Jesus. Did I hear Jesus? Way to go. You win. All right. I also, I also heard presents. And did anyone say family? Yes, Titus. That's what I'm talking about, family. Family, there's so many things that are wonderful about Christmas. But I hope this evening we are able to get four truths from this Christmas story because the truth is, is that Christmas is personal. Jesus came for you and for me. And so what I wanna do this evening is read these eight verses. We're gonna be in Matthew chapter one. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. Otherwise, you can read on the screen. The gospel according to Matthew talks about the Christmas story and so does the gospel of Luke. We're gonna be reading in Matthew this morning. Again, in Matthew one, starting in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. So let's just stop right there. And remember, kids, Christmas is about, there it is, Jesus, Christmas is about Jesus, the Messiah. This word Messiah in Hebrew means anointed one. In Greek, it means Christ. So we get Jesus, the Christ, Jesus, the Messiah, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, the most unforgettable birth that has ever Happened. Do you remember the day that you were born, kids? You don't. Your parents do, though. And I remember when my fourth was born. It was a rainy day. It wasn't the right day, if you know what I mean. Like, it wasn't in our plans. Taylor had an appointment, and she went to Seton Kyle for her appointment. And, and then the doctor said, baby ready. And when baby ready, baby's ready, right? And so she calls me, and I am sick as a dog. I'm not feeling like having, you know, my wife having a baby. It was just, just me, my feelings, you know? I was like kind of selfish of you to have a baby when I'm feeling so cruddy. I didn't say any of that, but I, I told her, I'm on my way. So I got on the road, 3237. Never forget it because it was rainy and I hadn't communicated with my wife for about 30 minutes at this point. So all of these scenarios are going through my head as to what is going on, why I'm not able to communicate with my wife. And, and so I cool, calm, and collected, drove into Seton Kyle and left my car on and my door open, said cool, calm, and collected, stormed into the nursing station there and said, hi, I am Taylor's husband. Taylor, and I said, yes, and, and, and they pointed that way, and that way was a light, and, and there were doctors and nurses all rushing in, and I said, okay, here we go. And so I walked into the room, and it was baby time for another family. The nurses led me to the wrong room, 
And they were like, I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay, I have other kids. So I've done this before. And, and, and then they escorted me to, to my wife's room and Ezra was born a couple of days, or a couple of hours, Whew, a couple of hours later. And I'll never forget that birthing story. Uh, this is him now. He's three and he's very uh, uh, active and, and loves to do a lot of different things outdoors and all that good stuff. So that's Ezra's story. We all have a birth story and... This is the most unforgettable birth story of not only this baby, but we read right from the get-go. He didn't just stay a baby. He was the Messiah. He was the anointed one, the king. See, for hundreds of years, the people of God were waiting for the Messiah. They were so expectant that he would come, and they thought he came at, at certain points, and he would not come. In fact, they found themselves in very dire circumstances, doubting whether he would ever Come. Have you ever had that happen in your life? Where you're in such a dire circumstance, you're like, God, surely you're gonna show yourself. Surely you're gonna come through and you're left asking, why is this happening to me? Well, the beautiful story of Christmas is that God shows up in the most unlikely way. Alas, he shows up. The Messiah, the King. Jeremiah, the prophet, 500 years prior, writes this, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land in his days. Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous, let's say this together, Savior, the King came. That's the first thing that we learn from the Christmas story is that the king didn't stay on his throne. The king didn't stay distant. The king became flesh. He became human. Think about what it would be like for your boss to drive up to the airport and wait for you whenever you land to go see family this Christmas season. Or maybe you already landed and you're here. Imagine your boss waiting for you with a little sign saying, hey, here to pick you up. How cool and unlikely would that be, depending on who your boss is, of course. And if you're a boss, hey, there's a Christmas idea for next year. Pick up your people and be like Jesus who came. Okay, let's move on. That's the first thing that we learned, that the king came. The second is, uh, here, let's keep on reading. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So, so this, this next scene immediately, uh, hopefully, touches home in some way. Family drama. You have any in your family? Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one. We're all imperfect and we all have family Drama. And we learn two things from these short verses. One is that the Bible doesn't take shortcuts when it talks about our human experience in the Bible. No, no, no. The Bible is full from beginning to end of real stories of real people going through real stuff. And I hope that encourages you as you think about what may be going on here between Joseph and Mary, this unplanned pregnancy, this no idea of how to move forward. But here's the second thing that we learn from this portion of, of, of scripture, that Joseph was a good man. Joseph loved God. He loved the law. He loved the Bible. And so when he found out about Mary, 
He didn't post on Facebook and make a whole thing like, you'll never believe what my, you know, engaged uh, wife-to-be did to me or started calling up his buddies like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? You know what I mean? What does he do? He stays cool and he stays calm and, 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 he, and he tries to handle the matter quietly. That's just free. But I wonder what that would look like for us this Christmas to handle some, quote, dramatic family stuff quietly. We've been talking about imperfect family, this royal family of Jesus as a church family the last four, five weeks, and it's full. The Bible is full of stories of imperfect people. Jesus's family tree is full of these stories of imperfect people who God chooses to use for his perfect purpose. We talked about Jacob and Esau, two brothers that just went at it all the time, and yet we learned how God reconciled them and, and he brought them back together. We learned about Ruth, how Boaz, this, this man, like kind of like Joseph, this godly man redeems Ruth, and Ruth is incredibly loyal to Naomi. And we looked at how God redeems us as well. We learned about David, this king who reigned, yet he was imperfect and he fell. But when he fell, he didn't wallow, he repented. He turned to God and God shows us through David's story that he is Lord even through our imperfections. And then last week, our favorite, I know, uh, character of the Bible, Zerubbabel. It's everybody's favorite character. We always talk about Zerubbabel every Christmas season, but we learn how God restored his people and brought them back to the promised land and rebuilt the temple, how he restores what is broken and what is lost. Joseph here carries on, and he teaches us this last thing. Let's continue reading what Joseph teaches us about God. Verse 20, thankfully, that's not the end of the story. We keep reading that after he had considered this, leaving Mary and divorcing her quietly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as her wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Do you imagine being in Joseph's shoes or maybe even Mary's shoes, not knowing what's gonna happen? You love this person and yet there's this unforeseen circumstance, external circumstance that's out of whack and God says, hey, do not be afraid because I'm gonna do something with your imperfect circumstance that's gonna glorify my name and serve my eternal purpose. I hope that these words we're able to take home with us tonight. Maybe your, la your prior year was filled with chaos in these external circumstances that were beyond anything that you could handle. Maybe you're feeling at your wit's end right now. Do not be afraid, for God can do amazing things through hard circumstances. God uses this for his glory through the Holy Spirit, and he gives Joseph good news. He says, you are to give him the name Jesus, because why? He will save his people from their sins. In this story, we learn that the king came, and he came to rescue us. That's the second thing that these eight passages teaches that not only did the Kim king come down to earth, but he came to rescue us. He came on mission to save us from what? Our sins. 
Romans 8.28 says that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I don't know why certain things happen here on earth, but I do know this, that God in his timing is able to redeem and restore all things. And he came to rescue us, not to condemn, not to push us down. In fact, later, Jesus doesn't stay a baby. He grows up, and then he says this in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We've heard this before. Let's keep reading. He says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It's our sin that condemns us. It's other people's sin that affects us us and our family relationships and in our friendships and our work uh, uh, circumstances, the king came to rescue you and to rescue me from the sin of this world, our sin, and to rescue us from all the gunk and junk that we deal with this side of heaven. What would it look like to be about God's mission, this rescue mission, in our families as we gather around Christmas. Yes, let's chit-chat and talk about what highs and lows we had in the year. What would it also look like to continue God's story and maybe see reconciliation happen with a distant family member or pray for God's redemption in a relationship or see restoration happen in our families? That's why Jesus came, to rescue us. He came to be on mission. And then verse 22, we keep reading the third thing that this shows us about the Christmas story. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him, let's say it all together, Emmanuel, God with us. From beginning to end, 66 books, 39 books in the Old and 27 books in the New Testament. This whole book can be recapped in three words, God with us. You and I filled with stuff, filled with sin. That didn't stop God from continuing to pursue us. That didn't stop God's presence from continuing to dwell among us. This book shows us that God came to rescue us and be with us. He came to be with you. In fact, he makes it a point. The very final words of Jesus in the gospel of Matthew are these. And be sure of this, I am with you, not sometimes, not when you're good, not when you're feeling all right or, or at church. He says, I'm with you. Let's say it together. Always to the end of the age. My friends, that's what Christmas means. That Jesus, the Messiah, the King came to rescue you and to be with you. So let's see what happens next. When Jesus woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. We'll talk about that later because there's kids in the room. And he gave him the name Jesus. What does Joseph do? He, he, he receives the, the, this good news, which is different than good advice. Good advice would have been like, hey, Joseph, you should follow what I'm saying because I'm God or I'm an angel of the Lord and, and just trust me. And you may want to consider naming him Jesus instead of Jose or Joshua or something else, you know. I mean, I, I think it'd be a good idea. Here's what good advice does. And, and this world is full of advice. I mean, everywhere you look, someone's got advice. Advice 
has to do with what you can do. This good news, this what, what the angel is saying, it's declaring what God will do. And you and I will fail. God never fails. This angel is, is telling Joseph, call him Jesus. Why? Because he will save people from their sins. Joseph receives this good news and he does exactly what the angel is asking him to do. He, he takes Mary home to be his wife, but waits. And then he gives him the name Jesus. It was a common name back then, which means Yahweh saves, God saves, which again goes back to why Jesus, the king, came to rescue us and to be with us. Last thing, what did he do? He obeyed. The king came to rescue you and to be with you. So let's follow him. That's how I wanna close this evening. Worship team, come, you can come back up and, and we're gonna close by singing one last song, but, but I wanna encourage you wherever you are in your walk, whether this is a normal thing for you to come to church or whether this is the first time in a really long, 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 long time and you feel really awkward that you're at church or church just isn't your thing or it was your thing or whatever your background may be. I encourage you to follow after Jesus because what Joseph is doing is he's getting the way we follow Jesus in the right order. He's receiving what God has done for him first, and then he's following. See, too often, we try to do, do, do for God, and then wonder, well, bad things are happening to me, God. What's going on? And we get it in the incorrect order. No, 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 no. He came. He came to rescue. He came to be with us, to provide us with peace. So let's follow him as a response to what he has done for us. And so maybe for you tonight, that's saying yes to him. Christmas, this is what it's all about, celebrating Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, the king who came. And maybe for us, it's just an encouragement, for us who have said yes to him, it's just an encouragement to keep on going, to continue to follow him through hard circumstances and to not give in to the patterns of this world and, and to being conformed to, to the things of, of, of this world, but to stay true to the narrow way, the way of Jesus, the baby who became Lord. And so if you're able, stand with me as we pray together and then we'll finish with a song.